welcome back to another episode of Into the 99, where we've got 99 cards, because Commander's number one. I am one of your hosts, Daniel. I am joined today with both Brian and Slothy. Brian, how are you doing? Oh, not bad. We had some wonderful games last night. We did get a ton of games last night. Nice, nice five-hour stream, with, yeah. Yeah, and with that, I actually do want to say, like, uh, um, I know they're not patrons, they don't get the shout-out, but uh, thanks to uh, Knights of Bawa and uh, Sega Genesis for typically always being in our stream chats. Yeah, they're, they do make it entertaining. I like when they come and say, kill Brian. It's very fun. Or tell Brian to complete everyone. Yeah. No, they were they were really fun games last night. Uh, we, we got lots in. Also, while we're giving thank yous, I, it is nice to say thanks to, to Greg and Logan and Alex and stuff. They come out, they help out stream lots. So stop, stop, in, the, yeah, stop in the YouTube, tell them hello. I, I'm sure they check the videos out. Tell Greg to build different decks. Yeah, tell Greg to play faster in the comments. Fast. <laughs> All right. Uh, Slothy, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Did uh, quite a bit of deck building this week. Um, been nice. Nice and relaxing. It's good to hear. Yeah. Nothing too crazy? Nope. Well, Built another stack stack, so. That's fair. Monsters. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, the, the week was pretty good. I, I ended up working basically an extra day, so. I'm tired this week. I'm going right to bed after this, pretty much. But oh, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. I'm exhausted this morning too. Yeah, we played fairly late last night, and if the cameras were still going, we probably would have played later. Yeah, I would have. Yeah, and right. then I would have been like, "Sorry, I can't podcast, guys. Oh, oh, I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick." <clears throat> um, the bed t- cough. <laughs> yeah, I love that movie. Um, today we're talking Elish Norn, the deck I said we weren't going to do, but here we are the doing mommy. it. Yeah. Um, this has been one of the most fun decks I've built in a while. Uh, you're a hurtful person. In all one. <clears throat> I'm dying over here. Okay. Um, I'm not a hurtful person. Elish Nord is just a blast. It's just been consistently fun in every one of the games that I've played. I've had a great time with it. It's, uh, very, like, it's full of really silly interactions. Lots of them are going to be the interactions everyone sees all the time. Cause there's, there's just certain things that are good, right? But it is really fun to see it shut other people's stuff off. Like uh, Greg last night in the game tried to play like a black vice. When it enters, you choose an opponent. He didn't get to choose one. That's hilarious. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I knew it was going to be me. All honesty, right? So, so I was very happy about that. Yeah, like uh, yeah, just this new Elish Norn. I don't think it's overly powerful. Like the the deck performs well, but like I don't think it's a, a crazy deck that's just like steamrolling the tape. It's mono-white, and it's a five-cost commander. Choo-choo! Right? <laughs> uh, for anyone who doesn't know, and first off, this is the best artwork of Elish Nord. It's Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love it. The uh, the complete version. Yeah. yeah. Say it. Oh, the Wednesday dance? Yeah. <laughs> it's the Wednesday dance! It's not the Wednesday dance, Brian. Uh, I already said it pre- pre-recorded, at so this, we're, we're at fine. This, I got it in. At this point, I'm convinced you don't know who Wednesday is. <clears throat> Ah, but I know the dance, yo. Apparently. Um, so, the the card that the command zone thought was... <laughs> that's funny. The card the command... Not not command zone. The uh, rules committee thought should be banned on the get-go. Is a 4-7 at 4 and 1 white. Uh, with vigilance. If a permanent entry in the battlefield causes a triggered ability of a permanent you control the trigger, it triggers an additional time. And permanents entering... Don't cause abilities of permanence, uh, permanence your opponents control the trigger. So it's doubling up our stuff. It's shutting their stuff off. But if uh, 
if their stuff entering causes our stuff to trigger, it triggers an additional. I really like it. Yeah. Yeah, I really like this one. Yeah, Brian's seen. I've I've played this one actually a bunch of times already. Brian's Brian's seen it in two games and yeah, I think I think I think you won both. Yeah. Yeah, last nice night so. last night I just couldn't I, I was able to uh dispatch the other the other two players, but I wasn't um the amount of life that Daniel was gaining at that point in time, like he we got him down to I think twenty from sixty something. And then, and, then, right back up. and then he went right back up. Basically what was happening was there's two two Tefiri's puzzle boxes on with uh Nekusar um, and another card that for every every draw. Yeah. Yeah. Every every draw is taking two damage. And then I had to draw five additional after the two Teferi's puzzle box. Yeah. <clears throat> Not so enough to put me down. I think though. it was ten ten cards. Yeah. So you're taking twenty damage for every uh for each pitch. Yeah. I had a lot of life. This uh there's a lot of stuff in here that inadvertently just gains you a ton of life. Uh let's start with our artifacts. They're they're pretty simple. Like we've got uh, I say pretty simple, but they're <laughs> They're not as simple as I'm as I'm making it out to be. There's some things you should replace probably. Um, this is one of my favorite decks that I've built. This is not a budget deck, so there's there's some things you can do some cuts on. Number one, we got Arcane Signet. Yeah, Seven hundred and seventy two dollars <laughs> just in artifacts. Don't even worry about that. Um, so we've got an Arcane Signet. Um, we need all the ramp we can get, kind of thing. Like we're in mono white, we we gotta get what we can get. Uh, two mana. You add one mana of any color in your color, uh, commander's identity. So add a white Ar- yep. arcane signet's just a better. It's uh, so good. <laughs> yeah, it's a better. What's the diamond? It's not sky diamond. It's marble diamond. Yeah, just a better marble diamond in this deck. Just an untapped marble diamond. Yeah. And next up here, we got the chrome mox zero drop and imprint. When chrome mox enters the battlefield, you may exile a non-artifact, non-land card from your hand. Tap to add one mana of any color of the exile card's colors. Fun fact is. We could technically do this twice because it's an enter's ability. You could, but would you want to? Uh, if we were in a different color deck where we wanted to do two colors, yes. Uh, oh, now I understand that. Okay. Mm. That's neat, actually. Yeah, but it's another here uh, there. Yeah, next up we got some Conjurer's Closet, five mana. At the beginning of your end step, you may exile target creature you control, then return that card to the battlefield under your control. That's, yeah. It's like a, a blink staple. It Mm-hmm. It puts a lot of work in every every time in any deck like this. The, the art reminds me of like oh um, the outer limits. You are now entering the outer limits. True. Mm-hmm. I um the next card I'm not mature enough to ever say its name the right <laughs> way. Every time yeah. I draw it and play it, I yell "Golden Argusi." It's uh it's, it's who I am as a person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, it's four mana. It's a very cool blink thing. Uh, it's a legendary artifact vehicle. It's a 3-6. Whenever it attacks, you exile each creature that crewed it this turn, return them to the battlefield tapped under their owner's control at the beginning of the next end step, and it's a crew for one. So it's really, really easy to just, like, full reset your board kind of thing. Um, you can maybe politics your way around someone letting you take three, da- like, letting you get three damage through so you don't lose it, but you're probably not going to. They're uh, uh, not up to the yeah. They're probably the gonna get pretty fe- doing with your commander. Yeah, they're probably gonna get pretty fed up pretty quickly with your uh with your blink shenanigans. So, mm-hmm. so you're probably not. This deck's gonna get a lot less politics. Um, the for anyone who watches the YouTube videos, 
Uh, that's what this week's episode is going to be is the, it's the first game we streamed last night. So that's what this one will be. And you'll be able to see like, uh, I really, really downplay what's going on until I have Elish Norn in play. I just, I just sit there and I'm, I'm very quiet in the game. I'm just, you know, yeah, it's okay. And then, then Elish Norn hits the battlefield and then I got a real change in my demeanor after that. So, uh, you might as well yeah. take that next card too there, Dan, as that one put in work there for you last night. Uh, yeah, this is like a really, really cool card. This is from the, uh, I believe it's from the new Capenna kind of stuff. Like the new Capenna Commander, I think. E- either way. Um, Mirror of Life Trapping, it's a four mana artifact. Whenever a creature enters, if it was cast, exile it, then return all of the permanent cards exiled with it under their owner's control. Uh, this is just great because it's gonna, every time we bring something out, it's going to trigger their enter the battlefield effect, and then it's going to move them under the mirror, and it's going to get another secondary trigger. So, like, for ease sake, let's say that we had a, a panharmonicon that was going to, or not a panharmonicon, a pilgrim's eye that was going to enter. Pilgrim's eye gets us a land, uh, it enters, it goes under the mirror of life trapping, and then the next time another creature enters, it's going to come back out. So, it's another pseudo panharmonicon in a weird way. And if you have Norn out, though, it's I get two triggers, it goes under and then comes back and I get two more triggers. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, it, it really puts in a lot of work. Like uh, this deck runs like the Soul Sisters kind of thing, right? So every time anyone's creature enters, for instance, right? If I have just like a Soul Warden, Elish Norn, and Mirror of Life trapping out, your creature's going to enter, I'm going to gain two life. Then whatever's under the mirror is going to come back in, I'm going to gain two more life. It's uh, It really, really helps out a lot of ETBs because again, this Elish Norn still triggers like our permanence, right? So they are, they are not immune to losing their creature to the mirror. And, and a very funny thing is, uh, if someone does their commander under this and the mirror goes away, it is exiled under the mirror. He actually threatened us with that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So yeah, it's a, uh, it is a fun way that you can possibly get your commander stuck under that mirror and you don't want that. Yeah, no, I did not want that. Uh, but next up, we have a nice budget. Card. I see where like the seven hundred dollars comes from. Right. We have uh, Mox Diamond, uh, zero cost when Mox Diamond and comes into play. <laughs> choose and discard a land card or sacrifice Mox Diamond. Tap one. Add our top. Add one mana of any color of your mana pool. Play this ability as a mana source. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, good card. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, next up, we got Nyx Lotus, four mana for a legendary artifact. It enters the battlefield tapped. Uh, you can tap it to choose a color and add a, an, an amount of mana of that color equal to your devotion to that color. Uh, yeah, we've got a ton of white pips in this deck. Mm-hmm. We're we're very creature heavy. We'll end with creatures, but yeah, we're we're really creature heavy in this deck. So Nyx Lotus is going to get us a lot going. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have Oketra's Monument simply because Pearl Medallion is just too too pricey right now. I say with a mox diamond, but I'm just not going to buy I'm just not going to buy another one. Um Oketra's monument, yeah, they're all in other decks. Is a three mana white creatures are one less to cast. Whenever you cast a white creature, you get a one one white warrior creature token with vigilance. Uh, we don't care as much for that one, but uh mm. like like it's the extra blockers though. Yeah, it, it's not the the one one thing is just it, it's incidental. We've got so many creatures like I said that that reduction is really going to help us out. We'll be right back. 
Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomized genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now. If you did have an anointed procession in here, uh, token enters and triggers um, Oketra, or sorry, um, triggers anointed procession. Norn would then trigger the anointed procession again, correct? And double it again? If, no. it, if it was from an enter. Yeah, okay. Like if you did, uh, like just for argument's sake, like a uh, Avenger of Zendikar, that's an enter the battlefield trick token, uh, token creation. So it would double up. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah. 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 No, I, I also have to talk oh. about the next card in the deck too, because yeah, yeah of course mm-hmm. it's Panharmonicon. Mm-hmm. You you literally would it'd be criminal to build an Elish Norn deck without putting in Panharmonicon. One of the funniest descriptions I've ever heard of this card was someone calling it Panharmonicon. I think that that's just like hilarious. It's it's so mm-hmm. so good. Uh yeah, Panharmonicon, a four mana artifact. If an artifact or creature entering causes a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger, it triggers an additional time. That's it's great. It really, really, really does work for us. Yeah, yeah. It's not much to say about it. It's just phenomenal. Yeah, Panorama, and it's always just been beautiful artwork. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I love the the playlist, or not the playlist, the uh, the uh, flavor text on it. All who listen hear their own song, a melody, un- uh, unique melody played just for them. I just I love Panharmonicon. I always have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually, uh, I really like the, what the, is it, the Double Masters art? Yeah. Yeah, there's there's some definitely cool stuff with Panharmonicon. The, uh, there's some cool other versions, but I've just always loved this big church organ looking thing. Yeah. Well, that's because you're a music person. True. So the next uh, card we have here is the Phyrexian Atlas. Which tier do you live on? Uh, three colorless, and you can tap it, add one mana of any color. If you have the Corrupted, whenever Phyrexian Atlas becomes tapped, each opponent who has three or more poison counters loses one life. And now I'm realizing, what am I doing not putting this in my, my poison decks? Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. The Corrupted thing's good. Um, I just, this one's in here for flavor. You could uh, put like a Command Sphere and probably be better because we're not really running poison counters. But yeah, I just, you know, I love, I love like the Sons of Mirrod in the background. I love the the big Elish Norn-esque top layer. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Your home? Yeah, exactly. You get it. <laughs> uh, next up, we got Portable Hole. Uh, single white. When Portable Hole enters the battlefield, exile target non-land permanent and opponent controls with mana value two or less until Portable Hole leaves the battlefield. Uh, they fall for it every time. Yeah, I uh, actually really enjoy this one. It's... uh really really good for catching those early mana rocks if you've got it in your hand and then mm-hmm. the same thing uh with with Elishnor now we're seeing more and more uh efficient commanders a lot of two mana stuff right mm-hmm. so a lot of times we're going to play one mana hit at least two permanents like uh a mana rock and possibly someone's commander with it it's it's really really doing great stuff yeah uh we've also got a soaring right. in the deck cuz yeah mm-hmm. we need ramp 
<laughs> and then obviously to make sure that we do have protection, we got the Swifties. Yeah, your protection can't just be threats of violence in this one. You're you're in mono white. You don't I mean, you don't have as much retaliation. You could always you could threats of violence are always a valid win con. It's true. Uh, let's go all the way to the bottom here, Brian, and we'll do our sorceries. And sorceries, here we go. I'll let Slothy start us off on him. Uh, so we got Descend from Avernus, X, Triple White. Return all creature and Planeswalker cards to man value X or less from your graveyard to the battlefield, and then Exile, Ascend from Avernus. That's, that's, right. a, very, that's a very big problem in, uh, mm-hmm. in an all-ETB deck. Yep. No, uh, no, they exile at the end step shenanigans, no anything. Just if you board wipe me and all these things come back, like, uh, the deck's, ba- it has, like, one mm-hmm. card at seven, everything's six or less, but even at five, you're hitting, like, I think 30-plus creatures in this deck. It's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, I was just looking at your, at your creatures. You don't have to pay a lot extra into this. No, even even casting it as a five-drop and getting your twos and ones back would be, mm-hmm. would be a lot. That's still a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've also got a flicker. Uh, it is one and a white. You remove target non-token permanent from the game, then return it to play under its owner's control. So just, yeah, just a nice extra bounce thing. Mm-hmm. Who is truer, you who are, or you who are to be? Yeah, right. Deep stuff. And then we have Storm of Souls, four and two white. Return all creature cards from your graveyard to the battlefield. Each of them is a 1-1 one, one spirit with flying in addition to its other types. Exile, Storm of Souls. First off, normally this is kind of a downside because everything becomes a 1-1, one, one, but there's no leaves the battlefield, exile them instead things on it. There's no like seance like trigger where it's a token copy of them. These are just the cards. And all we have to do is rebounce the cards to have them back in their like full glory. And that's mm-hmm. all this deck does. The, the, the whole point of this deck is to bounce. So this, this is great. And I really, really like the flavor text on it in uh, like just like beside Elish Norn with devotion does not end with death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty. It's pretty heavy like metal. That. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I really like it. It's also interesting that you can technically get a giant board of them all back as flyers, which is also fun. Gross. I didn't even consider that. Yeah, um, for mm-hmm. lands, all the only land in it that's any different whatsoever is Amiria. Uh, Amiria the Skyrune, it enters tapped. Beginning of your upkeep, if you control seven or more planes, you can return target creature from your graveyard to the battlefield. If you're running an all-planes deck, there's almost no reason to not run it ever. If you mm-hmm. If you have it, it's like a $25 card or something like that, so... In all honesty, I thought you were going to say Tabernacle because you're a bad person. <laughs> not, not, in a cre- not in a deck with this many creatures, no Tabernacle. <laughs> uh, let's hit our enchantments, and I'll, uh, I'll let Slothy start us off again on those. Sure. So our first enchantment, we've got Banishment, three and a white. It's got Flash, and when Banishment enters the battlefield, exile target non-land permanent and opponent controls with all other permanent, and all other permanents your opponents control with the same name as that permanent until Banishment leaves the battlefield. Yeah. It's, uh, I really like the ability to just wipe the, wipe the board of tokens. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's also really, really fun to do on like treasure tokens. So many people have so many treasure tokens all the time and making them have to blow them in the upkeep is hilarious. You're a hurtful person. Ah, too many treasure tokens. But yeah, uh, I know it's a lot these days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I I just, again, usually with like an Alish Norn kind of thing out, we're going to really be like doubling this trigger up. So it's really like exile. All copies of two permanents. Yeah. 
or three if you got the panharmonicon in there as well no nah, panharmonicons only our creatures so we sadly don't get it for our enchantments. uh got you yes womp womp i think yeah i think that'd be insane the first version of this deck had a helm of the host in it and every time i got helm of the host i was like nah this is just too pricey to play to pay for this like it, it really does a lot of work like having triple triggers is a lot already yeah so mm-hmm. uh we've got uh, conclave uh, i guess when you're okay. conclave tribunal yeah. uh three and a white uh it has convoke so a lot of times it's just free because we're just blinking our field after it anyways mm-hmm. uh when conclave tribunal enter uh, enters exile target non-land permanent and opponent controls until it leaves yeah again lots of double exiles because again if this was if this red exile two non-land permanents when it enters at four mana, this would be like a tier one card. 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have Ossification, one and a white. Enchant basic land you control. When Ossification enters the battlefield, exile target creature or planeswalker and opponent controls until Ossification leaves the battlefield. Yep. Yep. The flavor text on that one, Brian? Only Elish Norn's most loyal servants are granted the honor of becoming part of her throne. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got Static Net. Three and a white. When it enters the battlefield, exile target and online permanent and opponent controls until static net leaves the battlefield. And when static net leaves the battlefield, you or enters the battlefield, sorry, you gain two life and create a tapped power stone token. Yeah. We get double yeah. tokens, double life gain, double exile, all at four mana. Yeah. Yeah. We don't really use the power stones for anything, but that's okay. No. Uh, a card that already desperately needs a reprint is Teleportation Circle. You can never find mm-hmm. these things anywhere. It's uh, I love this card. It's three and a white. Beginning yeah. of your end step, exile up to one target artifact or creature control, then return them to the battlefield under its owner's control. I I love this card. Mm-hmm. Hold yeah. on to your lunch. Yeah, Bartleby. <laughs> Amazing. Then we have Takasias. Takasias welcome two and a white. Whenever one or more creature with mana value three or less enters the battlefield under your control, draw a card. This ability triggers only once each turn. I'm still not sure how that one works with Elish Norn. Because if it triggers, it triggers an additional time, but this says it only triggers one time. I don't know. I think it would only trigger just the, the once. First, yeah. I'll that, that up. I think I think there's a rule where if something says it only does once, but something also says it does multiple times, it only does once. I think. Let me see something here. There's there's definitely already something. Yeah, no, exactly what you said. Um, an ability says triggers only once each turn can trigger no more than once each turn, even if it would otherwise be forced to trigger by other things. Okay, all right, all right. No double draw with Tokasius, but still solid. We've got a lot of creatures, three or less. So, again, mm-hmm. just having that built-in draw at three mana is not going to hurt us. No, any draw is good draw. Exactly. And then we have our entire lack of removal section here. The instance? Yeah. You hurt me. Yeah, we we have... Technically, it's all removal. It's just removal for our own creatures. Um, we have... Or protection, all depending upon how you look at it. True, it's offense and defense. We've got... If By the way, if somebody plays, like, a containment priest in this deck, ooh, it's time to... It's time to just so pick up and leave. You say thank you for the game and move to another table. Uh, acro- <laughs> acrobatic maneuver uh, is our first one. It's two and a white. Exile target creature you control, then return it to the battlefield under its owner's control. You draw a card. Yep. Then we have Cloud Shift, one white, exile target creature you control, then return to the battlefield, uh, return that card to the battlefield under your control. Again, I'm seeing a solid, solid one drop. There's uh, 
There's a lot of cards in this that bring things back at the end step, which is great protection. But mm-hmm. uh, these ones are the really offensive ones because they'll come right back on that spell's resolution. And there's some problem things that you don't want me to flicker, especially if you're in the middle of trying to kill it. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what we're talking about. Yep. <laughs> uh, we've got Eerie Interlude. Two and a white. Exile any number of target creatures you control. Return those cards to the battlefield under their owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. Yeah, so like this is how we save us from like a board wipe kind of thing. Mm-hmm. We are going to be open to attack during that time, but again, it's better than losing our field. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, we've also got Ephemerate. Uh, it's a one-man instant exile target creature you control, then return to the battlefield under its owner's control, also with rebound. So that's that's a great one-drop. It's, uh, it's going to get us two blanks on one. Two generally very big ETBs are going to come from it. Yeah. Next up, we have Flicker of Fate, which is one and a white. Exile target creature or enchantment, then return it to the battlefield under its owner's control. Looks uh, very comic book-esque here. Yeah, this, that's not the one I have. That's the jumpstart one. That, yeah. There. There, I've I've put things back to where they should be. <laughs> that art's pretty cool, actually. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, We do have enchantments that matter. To flicker, like, uh, we've got a lot of, like, double exile stuff. So, yep. that flicker fate isn't horrible to, uh, again, use as our token remover. Yeah. Uh, got Ghostway next. Two and a white. Remove each creature you control from game. Return them to play under their owner's control at the end of turn. Again, yeah, just save us from yep. a board wipe. Yeah. I watched its blades swing through me. They could have just left that line there. <laughs> <laughs> but I was hollow, empty. I saw its face contort in rage, but could not hear its snarl. That is what happens when you try board wipe me. Yep. Watch their face contort in rage as I just start enter the battlefield again. Um. Yeah, we've also got Justicar's Portal. Uh, one in a white. Exile target creature control, and then return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control. It gains first strike, which is kind of not horrible for a blocking situation. Our our commander's already pretty huge. Like a four seven is very hard to get through mm-hmm. already. Yeah. So And then we have Lazelle's Acrobats. Uh Acrobatics, three and a white. Uh Exile. All non token creatures you control, then roll a D twenty. One to nine. Return those cards to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. 10 to 20, return those cards to the battlefield under their owner's control, then exile them again. Return those cards to the battlefield under their owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. Yeah, there's a 50-50 shot that this card's a massive problem. Yeah. It's, uh, it's rough. Because if you, if you hit that 10 to 20, you get the immediate re-enter, and then they go back away, and then you get it again. So Yeah, it, you, you actually played that. And but I got thanks. a 4. Womp womp. Yeah. There's a lovely 4. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, like, just, again, especially you're playing this with your commander out almost always. So Mm -hmm. you're going to get, like, uh, you're getting four triggers of each of your things with just your commander out that way. And four triggers of anything is good. Like, four triggers of Soul Warden is good per creature. Gross. Yeah. Yep. Uh, We've got Long Road Home, one and a white. Exile target creature at the beginning of the next end step. Return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control with a plus one, plus one counter on it. This this card makes me want to sing. We got we got someone who commented on one of the posts. It's just like I listen to the show and uh, you don't play much removal. We no, we just do my decks the most, 
because I build the most of them. <laughs> I don't play removal. They they don't build like animals like me. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. that comment. Yeah, therefore I, I I replied. I was like, "What do you mean? My whole section? There's not there's not a single destroy artifact or enchantment card in this. White's like the best for that. Mm-hmm. You don't think I can put like a disenchant in here? A return to dust, maybe? No room. Yeah. Only blink. My removals elsewhere. <laughs> you play player yeah. removal. Yeah. We have Semester's End, three and a white. Exile any number of Tarka creature and or planeswalkers you control. At the beginning of the next end step, return each of them to the battlefield under its owner's control. Whoops. Under its owner's control. Each of them enters the battlefield with an additional plus one plus one counter on it if it's a creature and in a and an additional loyalty counter on it if it's a planeswalker. Yeah, another just full yeah. battlefield blink till end step. We're we're living through the blasphemous axe a lot of the time. Yeah. All right. Now, you now find a way, some creative ways to get through. You, it's very frustrating. That's my favorite part of this deck is watching people try and try just try be like, okay, well, I've got to deal with you now because you're a problem. They're like, all right, well, let's try. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. yeah. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. No, it's uh. <laughs> You do have a lot of uh, of blink instance in this, but you you get a lot of mana. This this ramps phenomenally well for a mono white deck. I've got to be honest. Um, I was we, actually very happy with my Brago yesterday. That was amazing. Brago did play great. Um, we start with Angel of Serenity, the highest cost card in the deck. Uh, it's four triple white. When it enters, you may exile up to three other target creatures from the battlefield and or creatures from graveyards. And when Angel of Serenity leaves, you return the exiled cards to owner's hand. This is just great recursion for us. Six cards from our grave back to hand in a worst case scenario, or six exiles. Yeah. And Actually, six, and six really annoying exiles. Because everything goes back to hand when this leaves, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Really, really good at uh, clearing the board out. Especially if we have like a teleportation conjurer's closet set up already, like it enters, they lose six creatures twice, or they lose three creatures twice. Teleportation circle, they do it again. Conjurer's closet, they do it again. Where you know they're down, you're down eighteen permanents off the field. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's gross. Yeah, the next one as well. MVP card in this deck. It cannot be understated Ugh. how great this card is. Ugh. Yeah. Um, I'm going to talk this one too. Cavalier of Dawn. Cavalier of Dawn all day. Generally, these triple white pips are like restrictive, but we're playing mono white, so that doesn't matter. And with our next Lotus, that's like a lot of extra mana ramp. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a 4-6 Vigilance. When it enters, destroy up to one target non-land permanent, and its controller creates a 3-3 colorless golem artifact creature token. Man, that's that's rough. Oh, that's such a good card, especially, like I said, like, the whole point of this deck is flickers and enter the battlefield. I had a panharmonicon mm-hmm. out in the game for a spoiler for anyone seeing it. And let me tell you, this Cavalier of Dawn entering and taking three permanents away from people every enter. Oh, this was rough. <laughs> That's what did me in. Yeah, this was rough. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, that, that, there's my removal right there. It's a creature that I can't tutor for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fair, fair and balanced. <laughs> oh. Uh, Ah, please go ahead. Next one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next up, we got Charming Prince, one and a white for a 2-2 human noble. When it enters the battlefield, choose one. You can scry two, gain three life, or exile another target creature you own. Return to the battlefield under your control at the beginning of the next end step. I wonder what you're picking. Uh, to be honest, all of the modes are really good. 
scrying mm-hmm. through twice is is just phenomenal if we're digging for an answer such as Cavalier of Dawn True. or Angel of Serenity. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, six life on an enter is is pretty great. Like in the, I was playing it against the Nekusar that game, right? And we were mm-hmm. taking we were taking heavy damage. We're talking Megrims on the field. I'm losing mana to discard. I'm drawing 15 cards a turn. I'm taking damage for those. Uh, that six mana ETB or six uh, life ETB really goes a long way. You know, Logan. Yeah. Logan's card was the only thing that really probably did me in to save you. The tap and ping for lands. Oh, the mana barbs. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then the big misplay on my that was, that was a uh, different game. The game. No, that was still the same game. No, Logan was playing Bruna. He tried to he tried to hit me with Bruna. Was that a different game? I thought it was the same game. Oh, no, that was a different game. But that Mana Bars was also very rough. Oh, that was when you were playing Cats. Yeah. Yeah, the Mana Bars didn't matter to me. Um, You want this next one here, Brian? Yeah, I'll take that next one. We got Clockwork... Woo, where am I? Clockwork Servant 3, colorless. Uh, It's a gnome. All right. Uh, Adamant, when Clockwork Servant enters the battlefield, if it at least... If at least three mana of the same color was spent to cast it, draw a card, and it's a 2-3. Um, to be honest, one of the weaker cards in the deck, and one of the ones I'm probably going to, because it doesn't, it's not going to re-trigger. It's only if I spend three mana to cast, so it's not really doing what I want it to do. So maybe no. this is a spot to change out. I just have been having too fun slapping ETBs down to to change the deck yet, minus that Helm of the Host. Mm. I would slot this out, throw Helm of the Host back in. Yeah. No, too many, too many Elishnorns. Although it would be entertaining to see me All try and Norns. redraw the Elishnorns. Or it, would. or it would be quite the flex to just start pulling out the other artworks of Elishnorn for all my copies. Uh, we're talking Oil Slick. We're talking normal Elishnorn. We're talking the nine other I artworks. Yeah. Daniel, that's a different Elishnorn. That's Grand Cenobite. That doesn't matter. It's on the field. It's Elishnorn. Yeah. Didn't say I was going to make the same one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's different personalities sometimes. <laughs> uh, we've got Distinguished Conjurer. Uh, it's one in a white for a 1-2 human wizard. Whenever another creature enters under your control, you gain a life. Again, great. It's tr- it's really bringing our life back up. Uh, it has four in a white. You exile another target creature you control, then return it to the battlefield under its owner's control. A great defensive and offensive ability. A great thing to save mana for tell your end step kind of thing if you've got like that Nyx Lotus extra mana sitting around because again we're yeah I see I see you there Brian yep. putting that in Brago yeah uh, it's uh, another soul sister in all honesty well and and the other thing too is like I said just the ability to you get that instant speed blink right so if somebody's dropping something down that's a problem uh, and I've got that mana up right that's potentially another ETB like destroy like a another Rex Sage kind of situation if you're playing, like, multiple colors in this. Like, Distinguished Conjurer, I think, is a, a really great card. The utility, the life gain on it alone is already pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I could probably throw it into um, Alice as well. Yeah. Um, blink my creature, have it come back in. I gain more life. You guys lose another round. Well, and especially, yeah, if you've got something like a Gary kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Sit and blink it in. Yeah, exactly, right? Every turn. Yeah, you've got a lot of a lot of big mana stuff. Yep, I'm pick the, gonna pick that up. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> going to going to the den today. I think this card might make its way into Abdel. The next one? No, the one that uh, the distinguished conjurer. It's such a, especially Abdel. Yeah, because yeah, mm-hmm. you can have it enter field of soldier tokens twice. 
Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, and then it almost even makes um, Aetherflux a thing for me for that one. Oh, yeah. Uh, we were doing, uh, we were making Brian's Brago yesterday. And uh, mm. Candlekeep Sage, I was like, you got to put that in. It's so and good. Every time your commander enters, you draw, leaves, draw. Oh, that card puts in work. I wish that was white mm-hmm. for this deck. Yeah, that would have been good. Uh, someone want to take this next one here? Sure. Uh, we've got Eldrazi Displacer, two and a white for a 3-3 three, three Eldrazi. It's got Devoid. You can pay two and a colorless. Uh, exile another target creature, then return to the battlefield tapped under its owner's control. Yeah. I like Solid. it. Again, we don't have a ton of colorless pips, though, so this one might also make its way out of the deck into mm-hmm. one that's uh, more mana rock-themed. Like, uh, th- this one really works out uh, well in stuff that like runs like those talismans. I play with the talismans all the time, where they've mm-hmm. got my colors, and they've also got my uh, my colorless. Yeah. So, yeah. this one may be another cut, but again, it it does it does put the work in for what we need. And then next up, we have Felidar Guardian, three and a white cat beast. When Felidar Guardian enters the battlefield, you may exile another target permanent you control, then return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control. A great blink, card blink, to, blink, blink. yeah, a great card mm-hmm. to blink at my end step. Yeah. Blink this one with Conjurer's Closet, get two extra ETBs from it. Gross. Yeah, right? You don't need that many. Um, We've also got Fiend Hunter, one double white for a one three human cleric. When it enters, you may exile another target creature, and when it leaves, you return that creature to the battlefield under its owner's control. Solid. Yep. See, it's all the removal. It's all in the creatures. Yeah, right? We got, we, there's some in here. Uh, we got Flicker Wisp, one double white for a 3-1 elemental with flying. When it enters the battlefield, exile another target permanent, return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. Like a nightmare. Yeah. So terrifying. Biblically accurate Flicker Wisp, but be not afraid, Brian. <laughs> I like that this one can hit some of your enchantments as well. Yep. Yeah, I really like to be, like I said, I really like to be able to reset those uh, the enchantments that exile because they, mm-hmm. they're they really, really good. Yeah, Flicker Wisp is such a cool card. Yeah, I, I'm really happy looking over this deck and I'm just like, I could build this. I have a majority of the cards. <laughs> yeah, you have the Elish Norn, but yes. where will the Mox yeah. Diamond come from? <laughs> hmm. By Taft called the Bank of Dan. <laughs> the Bank of Dan's running low on those cards. Uh, we also have Glorious Protector. I wanted to talk about this one, too, because I love this card. Um, Foretell is a mechanic. We're going back to... No, it's not Kaldheim. It's uh, Eldrain. Wouldn't need to go back to Kaldheim soon. I uh, I need more Foretell cards. It's like one of my favorite mechanics. It's the I love just saying, like, it's um, these are my trap cards. I think it's hilarious. Um... It's two double white for a three four angel cleric. Uh, this is great in tons of decks. Like I love angels as a tribe. I love clerics as a tribe. And this is like a great enter the battlefield. Uh, it's got flash. It's got flying. It's got foretell. Like it's got it all. The triple F's here, right? Um, when it enters the battlefield, you can exile any number of non angel creatures you control until it leaves the battlefield. Which is again just a very good way. Someone's trying to get rid of my board. Here we go. We stop it. You've killed my glorious protector, but all you've done is now enraged my creatures who are re-entering. Yeah. 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 Sorry, I didn't mean to hurt you like that. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next card we have is Icewind Stalwart. Stalwart. Uh, Three and a white. 
Tiefling Warrior protection fighting style. When Ice Wind Stalwart enters the battlefield, exile up to one target non-warrior creature you control, then return it to the battlefield under its owner's control. Get behind my shield. Yeah, there's a lot oh. of uh a lot of things that are reblinking our creatures. Mm-hmm. Uh to be honest, a uh I thought about putting an altar of the brood in here, but it seemed obnoxious. <laughs> like it seemed really obnoxious. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I, so I didn't, but but just know it was in my mind. Question for you guys. Does this shield look like the Demir sim- sigil? Kinda, yeah. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, it looks just like it in my mind. Even with like the little center eye in the middle. Huh? It's not bad, not bad. Yeah. Weird for a white card. Maybe they're bring in my, yeah. <laughs> Maybe they're bringing the guilds to Icewind. True. Uh, next up, we got Inspiring Overseer, two and a white for two one angel cleric with flying. And when it enters the battlefield, you gain one life and draw a card. I'm so happy that card didn't make it out. That did make it out. That's what I was gaining life with again. Ugh. Yeah, gaining two life and drawing a card every time. Uh, drawing two cards every time. This deck, yeah. by the way, also probably should run a reliquary tower. I have run into that trouble a lot of times. The the game on YouTube, I'm playing into two draw decks, so eh, it it. Could you say that one was a draw deck? I don't know. Yeah, I definitely could. Your point, all you do is make a road draw. You just have damage oh, attached. I was with the talking draw. about me. Yeah, his was also a draw deck. He was just trying to mill a draw, he mill, draw, damage. Draw card. Draw into your graveyard. What kind of animals? No, he was playing. He was playing Minds of Glow and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm basically at this point just narrating the game. Yeah. <laughs> I think this next card's yours, there, Dan. Oh, the uh, the Karmic Guide? Yeah, Karmic Guide's pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. It's three double white. It has flying protection from black. It's 2-2. Two, two. It has echo. The beginning of your upkeep, if this came under your control since the beginning of your last upkeep, sack it unless you pay its echo cost. That's a problem because we're constantly bringing it back. But when it enters, return target creature from your graveyard to the battlefield is pretty great. Mm-hmm. And again, a lot of times we're doing it two, three times. Probably going to get six or seven uses out of it before we end up losing it, so... And this, uh, so the next card here is Knight of the White Orchard. Um, I know with my Brago deck, these these cards put in work. Oh, just um, the amount of land that you're getting with that stuff is crazy. Yeah. So it's two white, uh, human knight for strike. When Knight of the White Orchard enters the battlefield, if an opponent controls more land than you, you may search your library for a planes card, put it on the battlefield, then shuffle. Like, I, I think I was doing more with the, the next card that we have. Um, and yeah, I, out. I outpaced everyone or outramped every other deck with my Brago deck. I, I remember you talking. You're like, this is like the most land I've ever had in like a in a, a deck that didn't have green. Yeah. I had, I had like eight lands and everyone's at like four. Well, these yeah. exactly, these. right? The, this is great early game to get you quickly up to the number you need. And it's it's great late, like catching you back up. Uh, getting two planes out of your deck is no, no small matter, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess in your deck, uh, you're running only planes, uh, where with like a blue-white deck, I can actually go and find that keyword planes, which yeah. is nice to help even out my colors. Yeah, yeah. The, the next one does the same thing too, yeah, because these aren't basic planes. You can just search for a planes. Why don't you read the next one then? Uh, we've got Core Cartographer as our next one. Three and a white for a 2-2 Core Scout. When it enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a planes, put it on the battlefield, tapped, then you shuffle. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that one has no... If an opponent has more, that's why Brian was saying he got so much value out of it, just blinking everything mm-hmm. in Brago. Yeah, that's fantastic. Nice. 
for for me every time that's four mana that this is an explosive vegetation in an elish norn deck mm -hmm. that's repeatable yeah every turn yeah. yeah i love it the next card too i'm so happy i bought every one of them that i could find on release day because i thought this was such a great card i'll let softy yeah, take this one here one. sure so this one is uh, Lauren of the Third Path, two and a white for two one legendary human artificer with vigilance. When Lauren of the Third Path enters the battlefield, disrupt to one target artifact or enchantment, and you can tap it to have you and target opponent draw a card. I'm in love with this card. That's pretty good. I like that one. It's yeah. Again, we're we're a double ETB destroy, which is great, but we're also able to be like, listen, your card your card sucks, and I don't like it, but all of the all of the draws are going to be towards you you know like it's like okay slothy like that card's a problem for sure but like don't worry you're i'll at least let you be drawing cards with me at, with lauren so it's a little bit of a feel good like cause it's the same thing i'm I'm destroying it anyways right you can either mm -hmm. be happy and accept my gift or i can still destroy it and you can get nothing nothing but shattered dreams again i will probably if, the question who hurt you if you're <laughs> playing this deck I'm gonna hold up some some mana so that doesn't happen. That's fair. That's that's not <laughs> not a bad idea. Brian, you want this one? And yeah. So the next up, we have Loyal Warhound, one and a white creature dog. I'm assuming that's a Hobbit next to it, or sorry, Halfling, or <laughs> what are they in Magic? <laughs> Kithkins. <laughs> Uh, Vigilance, when Loyal Warhound enters the battlefield, if an opponent controls more lands than you, search your library for a basic planes card and put it onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle. This is a great early card. It uh, mm -hmm. it catches you up so quickly. I love it. You, you want that five-man Alish Norn out as fast as you can. Yeah. What were you looking at on it, Brian? Oh, I was just looking at the dog. Oh. It's a really drooly boy. Fair. Uh, Sloth, you want this next one? Sure. Uh, next up, we got Pilgrim's Eye, three mana for a 1-1 one, one artifact creature Thopter. Uh, he's got flying, and when Pilgrim's Eye enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a basic land card, reveal it, put it into your hand, and then shuffle. The other thing that's really nice about all of these uh, land ones is it's just really thinning the deck out, so we're drawing what mm -hmm. we actually need, which is yeah. more creatures. More land. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna call dibs on the next card. No, he'll fight you. Um, the next one is a card good enough that it could just be the other commander in the deck. You could just run this exact deck with this card, and it would still be a, a really fun deck. Um, it's Preston the Vanisher, a card that also already needs a reprint when it's sitting there at twenty one dollars. Yeah, mm -hmm. Preston's awesome. Preston's the business. Um, so three and a white. <laughs> Whenever another non-token enters under your control, if it wasn't cast, create a token that's a copy of it, except it's a 0-1 white illusion. Every creature in this deck is enter the battlefield. It, it doesn't matter. No one cares that my token of a uh, Angel of Serenity is a 0-1. No one cares that the Cavalier of Dawn is a 0-1. It's the fact that, like, with Preston, with it re-entering, it's going to trigger twice. So with, with our Elish Norn and Preston... It triggers twice. We've got two destroys on deck. Then Preston triggers twice and two tokens enter and those two tokens trigger twice. It's it's disgusting. Preston is an amazing card. And then if that wasn't enough, if that was the only thing stapled on this card, I'd be like, this is an MVP card. It's amazing. You should love it. Um, it also has one in a white. You sack five illusions, exile target, not land permanent. Just a disgusting ability. Mm -hmm. I hate that's exile. Oh, I don't. Oh, I don't at all. Hey, we found Dan's removal again. Yeah, exactly. Preston, I just, 
Preston does really, really cool things. Every time it's been, like I said, I've played this deck a bunch of times. Every time Preston has hit the battlefield, there's been nearly no return for anyone at that point. Like, uh, I actually, in the game we were playing, uh, I was holding, or uh, I was holding a bring creature from my graveyard card back. Mm -hmm. And Brian shuffled my graveyard back in, so I didn't get Preston, and it broke my heart. Good. I wanted Preston. Throw the rabbit trap. Yeah. Yeah, no, Preston, I just can't say enough good things about. It's so fun, even without the double triggers from Elish Norn, just as its own individual blink deck is such a cool card. And I like I really want to build Preston as its own deck at some point. Uh, I just think it's such a cool. That's where I would put a Mondrak, Brian. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, Give me that Mondrak, though. No, that's my Mondrak. The Oil Slick Mondrak. Yeah, no, Preston, amazing card. Super fun. And then we have Priest of the Ancient Lore. Two and a white dwarf cleric. When Priest priest of the Ancient Lore enters the battlefield, you gain one life and draw a card. Or gain two life, draw two cards. Yeah. Or yeah. three. Or four. Destroy your whole deck. Yeah. Uh, then we got Rescuer Twinga. Uh, one and a white for a 2-2 elemental spirit with flash and natural shelter. Uh, when Rescuer Twinga enters the battlefield, you may return another permanent you control to its owner's hand. Just a great emergency save of something. Uh, I love that it's permanent because a lot of a lot of my stuff exiles my creatures. I've got a lot of ways to mm-hmm. protect and bounce it, but my Panharmonicon is a removal target for sure. Yeah. I love his artwork too. I think it's very cool. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of... Um, oh. Like Daffy Duck and Bugs Bunny when they go with Marvin the Martian and they have like the the aliens. Like that's what they remind me of. This reminds me of the hairstyle of most guys four years ago. Man bun? Yeah. yeah. That, that top yeah. one. Yeah. Dark times. Dark times indeed, right? <laughs> we've got we've got Restoration Angel. Like two weeks ago? Huh? <laughs> that was you two weeks ago? Your hair looks great short, right? Uh, we, we've got Restoration Angel. Three and a white. It's a three four angel flash flying. When it enters, you can exile target non angel creature you control, then return that card to the battlefield under your owner's control. Thankfully, again, great protection for Elshnorn. Elshnorn's an angel in my heart, but not on the card, so this this saves it. I shockingly, by the way, have never had to recast Elshnorn. Once it sits the battlefield, no one has successfully removed it. Nice. It's it's just so annoying to try and remove. Ruth. I love it. <laughs> Where's the lie? <laughs> uh next up we oh wait a minute oh yeah roving harper two and a white for an elf scout when roving harper enters the battlefield draw a card for a two two not bad no that's I, that's just yeah i've never seen so much white card draw who knew yeah Baldur's right. gate was a good set for that apparently yeah they really keep trying to push it almost as if as if they think it really needs help and it doesn't and when you give it help you lead to elish norn you lead to the double panharmonicon decks. See, that's fine. Yeah. It's <laughs> not the first double panharmonicon <laughs> commander they've printed. That's true. Yarok was great. Fun. And Yarok's Yarok. problematic in three colors. I've actually been thinking about putting my Yarok deck back together. I um, I wanted to build Yarok really, really badly when it came out, just as a quick aside. And then uh, mm-hmm. one of our friends, Matt, he uh, he built a Yarok deck. And I literally could not have thought of a better way to build it. I thought that that deck was just built perfect, and I just didn't want to build the same deck as him, so I didn't end up building it. But like it was, that deck was so so fun. Like it, it put in mm-hmm. such work with like just like 
the fairy artisans with like the risen reefs, all that stuff. Like it was mm-hmm. such a cool card. Field of the dead, like you get your double ones. I should yeah. build a Yorok deck. What are we talking about? <laughs> and the the oh that elemental put in work in his tribal travel deck too. Yeah, right. Puts him that card just puts him work wherever it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh next up we got Rumor Gatherer, one double white for a two one elf wizard with alliance. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, scry one. If this is the second time this ability is resolved, this turn draw a card instead. I'm sorry, are these miniature animals? I want a mini giraffe. Right. <laughs> There was uh, Where's our house hippo here. I gave Brian oh, when we were building when we were building Brago. There was another one from New Capenna, and it was uh, whenever creature enters or something enters, whenever it enters, you get a one one blue thing that counters. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. What's what's the card I'm thinking? Oh, I, I'd have to go searching through my box boxes. All right, you you guys take the next card. I'm gonna I'm gonna read this one. Okay. Um, so we have, next up, we have Scholar of the New Horizon, one and a white, human scout, Scholar of New Horizon, enters the battlefield with a plus one, plus one counter on it, tap it, remove a counter from a permanent you control, search your library for a planes card, and reveal it. If an opponent controls more lands than you, you may put that card onto the battlefield tapped. If you don't put that card onto the battlefield, put it into your hand, then shuffle. That is a great card. I found it. It's Mage's yeah. Attendant. Mage's Attendant is a card that should slot into this deck, and I think that's what I'm going to take it out for that uh, Adamant thing. The uh, Mage's Attendant, that's when it enters. You create a 1-1 blue wizard creature token with pay one, sack it, uh, counter target non-creature spell unless its controller pays one. That's that's just a phenomenal card to be able to have on deck. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be really good in this in this deck yeah it's token generation it's yeah so definitely run something like that that's mm-hmm. be, be better than me <laughs> uh do you want to take this next one here sloppy sure he wants um, his boy oh no i'll take this next one i'll let you have yeah. the boy scouting hawk two and a white for a one one flying bird with keen sense keen sight sorry uh when it enters the battlefield if it controls more lands than you search library for basic plane put it in tapped then shuffle again just a good early catch-up card yeah, you're not you're not keeping a one land hand in this, so yeah, no. Uh, next up, we got Skrelf Defector Might, single white for a one one legendary artifact creature, Phyrexian Might with Toxic One. Uh, Skrelf can't block. You can pay Phyrexian White and tap. Uh, choose a color. Another target creature you control gains Toxic One and Hexproof from that color until end of turn. It can't be blocked by creatures of that color this turn. I love I love Skrelf. So much. Scroll's amazing. And technically, it makes it so that Phyrexian Atlas does work. We could mm-hmm. technically get the uh, get the thing out. Get corrupted? Yeah. Technically. Right? <laughs> It'll just take multiple turns, a different creature, monocolor decks that can't block us, having the altar out. And yeah. asking nicely if you can get your attacks through. But we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Then we have Solemn Simulacrum, the sad robot, for colorless golem. When Solemn Simulacrum enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a basic land card, put that card onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle. When Solemn Simulacrum dies, you may draw a card. So yeah. just be linked for a whole lot of land. The next card does work. Mm-hmm. We've got Solitude. Three double white for an elemental incarnation. Three two with flash with lifelink. When it enters, you exile up to one other target creature. That creature's controller gains life equal to its power. 
and it has Evoke, Exile a white card from your hand, and Evoke is a triggered ability that it enters. So it's uh, when it enters for that, you sacrifice it, and you can respond to that ability. So, like, for instance, with, like, Mirror of Life Trapping, if you mm-hmm. Solitude with Mirror of Life Trapping out, you just stack your triggers. Solitude actually goes under Mirror of Life Trapping. No sacrifice happens. Everyone's happy, minus the person who loses three of their permanents. Yeah, fair. It's technically group hug. I'm helping people gain life. (laughs) Right? Everything's technically group hug in this. Next up, we've got Soul Warden. Single white for a 1-1 human cleric. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield, you gain one life. Hey, soul sister. This puts in work. Puts in a shocking amount of work. You gain, like, Mm -hmm. a lot of times, you're gaining two or three life every time anyone's creature enters. A lot of yeah. decks can't outpace that, especially like if you're if you're trying to kill me with scoot swarms, right? If I'm gaining ev- like three life for every one you have enter, but all right. You're not even gonna before you. you start going into those hypotheticals. Let's just cover that next card, Souls Attendant. Same thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Souls Attendant, yeah, just the same thing, but for more money. And then yeah. their final form. <laughs> no. I uh, no, like I said, the uh, the Souls Attendant is just such a cool card. <clears throat> I love the Soul Sisters. I I even the green one. Yeah, yep. they, like I said, they they're they're not really offensive in this deck, but they just they do so much that like not including them at a one drop is crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, support, right? Right, yeah. Can't win your league games without a good support, Dan. Can't win them with a good support. <laughs> um, we also have a suture priest, which is a really cool card. Uh, it's one of the white for a one-one cleric. Whenever another creature enters under our control, we may gain a life. And whenever a creature enters under an opponent's control, you may have that player lose one life. Their creature entering isn't causing something they control to trigger. It triggers twice. So every time mm-hmm. they have something enter, we can make them lose two life. Is so cool. I don't yeah. like it. I love it. And we have Wall of Omens. One and a white. Wall Defender. When Wall of Omen enters the battlefield, draw a card. And it is a zero four. Yeah. Can't go wrong. And then we end the list off with what's Lothy. Uh, Rounding note, we've got Welcoming Vampire, 2 and a white for a 2-3 Vampire with Flying. Whenever one or more creatures with power 2 or less enters the battlefield under your control, draw a card, and this ability triggers only once each turn. I love it. Yeah, pretty good. Um, yeah. The jungle. That is my, uh, Elish Nord deck. I like it. It's been, uh, it's been really, really fun to play. Like, it's, it's one of the ones that I'm gonna constantly keep out as a playstyle deck like i just uh i really really enjoy enter the battlefield right and the moment i saw this from the artwork from the ability from the lore standpoint it had to be built yeah so, absolutely yeah Not from the art that i said the artwork oh sorry my favorite Life artwork note. in the game <laughs> i love it i want to get a huge print of it the complete version comes with like a little one and i'll probably get the little one like even a little frame for the little one but i would love to write in that background there I would love to have a big, big Junji Ito Elish Nord. It's it's such cool artwork. But yeah, no, you um, turn your camera on, you're gonna scare yourself. <laughs> ah, there's uh, <sighs> I'm gonna be completed finally. There, you can definitely like regard. I was gonna say you can like slim this budget down pretty By aggressively. Well, mm-hmm. but but even when you look at it that way, you're really slimming down six hundred of twelve hundred dollars. So it's not that slimmed down. Um. <laughs> There's pretty slim down. Yeah, in fairness as well, like commander's hundred and fifty bucks, so just don't play the hundred and fifty dollar version. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah. But uh, no, I just, I, I've had just a ton of fun playing this. I, I don't think anyone's been too salty with me playing it. Brian, you've seen it a few games. Like, is it? I've enjoyed it. Yeah, it's not salty. I think it, I think it makes like a bunch of cool interactions kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. funny to see people hose their own cards when they try like, like Temple of Silence to get that scry off and they get no scry off. Yeah, it's really, that's a feel bad. This one, but... this one hard shuts down landfall decks, which is awesome. Landfall mm-hmm. decks sometimes need it. Yeah, no, I agree with that one. Yeah, uh, a better version of this deck would include actual removal and a more robust uh, instance and sorcery section. Like, it, it's pretty, it's pretty focused on just the value of my enter the battlefields, as opposed to like uh, answers. A lot of my answers are stitched into the creatures, but again, you could you could slim this creature list down pretty aggressively. Like, you could mm-hmm. you could bring it down to twenty six and you know, like put eight more instant sorceries in the deck and really round it out to a solid deck. I, I just find this fits my play style the most. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I, if it was me, I'd add the swords, plowshares, um, yeah. the white enchant, uh, sorry, disenchant, um, the four drop one. Um, return to dust. Yeah. Yeah. Return to dust. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like there's, like, like I said, there's lots you could take out. There's a few I already mentioned, and uh, again, that Mage's Attendant should go right into the deck. Mm-hmm. I need to uh, make sure I put one of those in here. Yeah, I don't know. I just I like this deck. That's all I got to yeah. say on it. Yeah, uh, I liked uh, playing mm-hmm. against it. It, it, it. Like the only feel bad that I had was when I pulled my new Atraxa and I couldn't drop it because that was hilarious. Yeah, couldn't yeah. get the trigger. With how a lot of decks are going right now, a Sun Cleanser would be really good in this too. Being able to strip counters off players and creatures would be a great ETB effect. Yep. But it's so, again, that really depends on your play group of what you're seeing. I'm seeing a lot more of the toxic kind of decks, which I actually like as a, uh, I like as a mechanic a lot. I didn't like that Brian took my lands with it again. Hurtful. It was hurtful for sure, but uh, no, I just, yeah, this is, this is my deck. This is, uh, I love yeah. this deck. This is my deck. It was made for me. If anyone understands yeah, the Junji. You, you, you went right out. Yeah. If anyone understands the Junji Ito references. Um, yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm done talking. Uh, if you like the content, come to IntoThe99.com. We've got everything up there. Um, check out our streams. We have a lot of fun playing. We had we had like a five-hour one uh, Saturday for everyone coming out and for on the weekend last week. Uh, it was super fun. This week's episode will be the uh, Elish Norn, so you'll get to see a little bit of the Enter the Battlefield in play kind of thing. Uh, stop in, let us know what you think. Thanks a ton for everyone who's come and uh, given us given us those ratings lately. It means a lot. The liking and sharing yeah. is, is the best way you can support this, really. Um, if you want to further support it, check us out on Patreon. We've got a lot of great ideas coming up with that. Uh, we've got a really, really great group already that talks lots of uh, like deck-building ideas. Uh, so super fun to interact with everyone in it. So yeah, if you guys are interested in that, check that out. Um, Brian has another podcast. Brian, yes, I have my other podcast, Tavern Banter, where we talk all things D and D. Make sure to check it out if you enjoy anything that's Dungeon and Dragons related. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Other, no, just ha- have a great weekend and stuff. I I appreciate everyone coming out every time, and I'm I'm hoping to get some more Slothy games in because Slothy's also great to play with. He actually p- plays removal, so. <laughs> Yeah, hope, hoping to get out soon. His his degenerate instance. What? Yeah, instance. 
through the whole deck. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's where we'll end it. Thanks again, everyone. And yeah, again, if you haven't read it already, you should, because we're great, and, and we do love to see the comments and stuff. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Peace, guys. See ya.